0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to callus It is episode 435, coming to you on the 13th of June, 2023. Today's episode will be entitled, Think About the Future. All right, so before we get into that, let me remind you the best way to help me Get the message out. Get the word out. Build the audience. Get the actions in place. Is to like, share, and subscribe to this program. Follow me on the social media stuff. You know I'm on the uh, FaceTime, Face <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, uh, Gab, Mewe, and uh, looking at a couple other options. I'm on all the podcatchers of note. So do me a favor, join me, follow me, let's do it. And if you're particularly motivated or excited or whatever, do me a solid. Go do a rate and review on this show on your favorite podcatcher to help uh, the algorithms be overcome. We are uh, growing, we're doing stuff, and we are doing well, ladies and gentlemen. We are marching forward. All right, on with the program It's going to be short and sweet. When you're thinking about the future, you have to recruit, you have to engage them, then you have to educate them, and then activate them. (laughs) Oh, we're done. No, not really. Look, this is nothing new. This has been said in many different ways by many different people. It's how you build activists, right? But if if you want to look at this, really and truly, it's how you disciple people. Many people see politics as a religion. And it is in some ways a secular religion, as is government for that matter. I don't advocate that. I I think it's a negative outcome for our life in general if we replace our belief in God with our belief in government. But there are large sums and quantities of people that have gone down that path even as we speak. It is not a net positive. It is not the outcome that is best. You cannot replace the almighty God with an almighty government, the almighty government will come back and bite you. Uh, I think it's Paul Harvey that gets credited with it, but I'm certain that he was quoting somebody else. Um, Maybe Ben Franklin, maybe Thomas Jefferson, who knows, but basically a government that is big enough to give you all that you want is also big enough to take everything away from you. Right? And that is a paraphrase. So if I didn't get it exactly right, forgive me. The idea being is be careful what you wish for. You, you might just get something that you didn't intend or that you didn't really want. My concern, right? You know, I, I'm Gen X, the last of the uh, wild ones in the generation, if you will. And we have our own children and we try and help them to see better and do better. And we want to encourage them to do better than we have and to protect and value what's left of liberty. But our big failure, our big moral failure is we sent them off to the government education camps, otherwise known as public schools, and we expected them to learn the same kinds of things that we learned when we were there. Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the schools are no longer there for that purpose. Again, we have to do better. We have to find options. When you're thinking about the future you have to think about who's going to follow you. Now, some of us have one or two children. Other people have five or six children. Some have even more. Those children that grow to be adults are the ones that are going to replace them. And have we recruited them? Have we brought them in the fold? Have we taught them our values? Have we taught them their ideals? Have we taught them to value their family, their community? Have we invested in them? Part of doing that is engaging them and engaging them on a level that is where they're at. Now, the one thing that the Republican Party does not do well is marketing. We do not tell a story we We don't communicate well to the generations that follow us. I think mostly because it's run by people that are generally. Fifteen to thirty years older than me, and they've lost touch with what today's day and age is all about. And they think that what's worked in the past will continue to work now. They think that the normal progression will always occur that as you have children and as as you have a regular job, you're going to become naturally more conservative. you're going to become naturally more invested in your community around us and by and large, that would be accurate if the entire system hadn't been upended. if everything hadn't been shifted and bent and contorted to a way that actually punishes those that seek achievement, punishes those that mm, had maybe some advantages and younger in age based upon where they were born or who their parents were. And this idea that we're going to level everything out, we're going to push equity only punishes those that perform. We, we, we as a community, as a, as a government are rewarding mediocrity. Not meritocracy, but mediocrity. We don't want anybody to be truly good. We punish people that are truly good. In fact, lady athletes that have been uber successful, they're now getting beaten or getting beaten in their own sports by mediocre guys, and we celebrate that. When I say we, I don't mean me, but our but our culture celebrates that. We we're destroying that which is feminine. We've already destroyed the masculine. So again, we're putting these younger generations in a situation where they can't understand what's going on around them. Nothing makes sense. There are no rules and that's our job. Our job is to impress upon them what that means. That's part of the educational process, right? So we've engaged them. We've let them know we care. We're invested in what they become and now we have to educate them. And how do we do that? Well, we have to teach them for one the real history. And when I say real history, I know this is kind of like a talking point on both the right and the left, right? They want to think they own what history is. But when I'm talking about history, I'm talking about warts and all Talk about the good things and the bad things. The problem is, is when you're covering thousands of years of history, you can only hit the high points and you can only hit the quote unquote, most important things that have happened in the last, how many ever years or eons. And a lot of stuff gets chopped out. But when you do that, When you separate the dates, when you separate the location and the relative things going on that are directly related to those events, they have no concept of how it all fits together. They don't understand what the importance is and what the significance is to the larger picture. We're not doing them any favors, ladies and gentlemen. We're setting them up for failure, repeated failure, because if you don't understand how to avoid the current problems, you're only going to bring more upon you, right? They say that history repeats, they say that if you don't learn from your mistakes, all that comes into play here. It doesn't matter if it's 100% accurate, but what does matter is the principle stands. If you don't fix the current problems, they're going to stay. If you don't learn from your previous mistakes, you're going to do it more. If you don't improve the situation, periodically looking what can we do better, it just gets worse. But when we're talking about education, that means that they have to understand all the arguments. They have to understand right from wrong. Now, here's another thing, right? If you don't know the English language and you don't know the origin of the English language and you don't know the rules that are involved, you don't understand what a simple sentence means when you read it. Now, as a guy that's finished college and has taken some postgraduate classes, in fact, studied education, I can look at some of these sentences and I'm like, what? It doesn't make sense because they're not written under the same rules. The the, the rules change all the time. There's nothing consistent anymore. I mean, I, I tried to help my uh, daughter when she was in middle school with the math, but they came up with this new math, which honestly looked like crazy stuff. Now, it does work by and large. I've seen people that master it and know how to do it. But it upends the whole process. It destroys the idea that if you just understand in, I guess the phrase rote memorization comes to play here. If you just understand these basic truths, you can build everything upon this. It's the, They want to take away those basic truths, right? If there are no basic truths, then you can't build anything on it. And that's the net effect. Again, we're not educating. People don't know what happened in the past. They don't understand how things function. In economics, they're told they can't possibly understand when. Quite frankly, most of it's very simple. When you look at basic microeconomics and how things work and a transaction occurs when two people benefit from the exchange, that's how everything should be based. But that's not what happens. It gets warped. It gets manipulated. It's the same thing with the money system. And again, these are a lot of complicated things that really are very, very simple. The basis behind them are simple principles or axioms that are always true. And if you should find an exception to the rule, that's it. It's just an exception to the rule. You know, the whole thing, uh, I before E, except after C. And then it blah, 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 gives you four or five potential other exceptions to the rules. So it is common practice that this is the process that goes in place. But in these instances, you don't do it that way. But we don't teach that anymore either. So if you, if you grow children... You bring up the next generation. You separated them from their past. You separated them from their present. They don't understand what's going on because you're feeding them with a constant melee of garbage and frivolous stuff. Like, for instance, 90% of what's on TV is worthless. That doesn't mean TV's worthless. It doesn't mean there's no good programming. It just means that if you pop your kid in front of a TV for 12 hours a day, you're going to get a mushroom or worse yet, a marshmallow. If it doesn't beat them down into oblivion and make them feel negative and hateful of themselves and what our culture has done, it's just going to make them check out completely. There's nothing worse than a child that sees no future. When you want to talk about why people are suicidal apart from the idea that they're completely separated from their community for large periods of time because, oh, they might get sick. Consider the idea that we've told them that there's no future. The world's going to end in 10 years if we don't do X, Y, or Z. If we don't institute this next big government solution. Again, you're taking away their future. They don't know their past. Their present is spoiled and there is no future. Why would they want to do anything? Again, this is part of the education process. If we educate them, we show them a way forward. We show them where they came from, where they are, and where they can go. We offer them opportunities, but we have to be willing to work with them through them. We have to be willing to do something more than what we're doing. And I don't know what that looks like for you as an individual. I'm just telling you that that's the general realization of what's at play here is our friends on the left our enemy, they're super good at destroying everything in front of them. And each time we build a new thing, they come in and destroy it if we do not defend it. And the problem, in my humble opinion, is the right, the conservatives, those that say they prefer liberty over tyranny, they don't defend the very things that they built. They allow their children to be polluted. They allow their community to be destroyed. They allow their government to work against them we tolerate it time and time again. Why? Why do we do that? I think it's because we're fatigued. But again, the reason why we're fatigued is because we haven't been engaging the younger generations. We haven't educated those younger generations to get them involved. And that brings us to the next step, activate. They're not going to activate. They're not going to be interested. They're not going to be invested in what's going on around them if they don't see a reason an outcome, a positive effect of them doing something. We saw this play out firsthand during the COVID. We're going to pay you to stay home and do nothing. We trained up an entire group of people that they can get paid to sit on their butts and do nothing at home. In fact, in some cases, they were getting paid more to stay at home and do nothing than what they would have gotten paid to go to their real job. And as a result, well, now jobs are having to pay people a whole lot more money And they're not exactly getting the value for that money because some jobs are only worth so much. And that affects their ability to make a profit. And that affects their ability to stay in business. And that affects everybody else that works at that business. And nobody seems to grasp that, that we destroyed the very thing that was making society work. Because we trusted people that ought not have been trusted. So now what does that look like right here, right now? Callan County, Texas, what are we going to do? Well, if you look at the churches that are still doing well, and I know, I know, look, not everybody that listens to me is on board with this, but just it's an analogy. Go with me. The churches that are successful invest in their younger people. The churches that are successful are open. The churches that are successful are actually do outreach stuff. The churches that are successful stand on truth and proper dogma, for lack of a better word, right? Their theology is solid. They stand on truth and they do these things according to that truth. And then when you look at the dying churches, right? It's because they don't stand for anything. Now they may do the outreach. They may go out and be involved in their community, but if they're not bringing up those people to understand the why and the wherefore. If they're not pressuring people to do things and by pressure them, that's maybe not the best choice words. My apologies. They're not impressing upon them the importance of what is being done. They're guilting them into it. Guilt is a fine motivator, but after a certain amount of time, when you can no longer assuage that guilt, you're going to do something else. They have to see the investment. They have to understand it's an investment. They have to understand the the payoff may be a generation removed. It may be in their own children or their grandchildren. They have to see and understand that that's what's at play. And the only way you can do that is have a multi-generational effect going on here. Churches used to understand this. Churches used to have a vested interest. They used to do all these things. There are some that still do but they lead by example. We should follow their example. But again, I'm not suggesting, God forbid the Republican Party supports theocracy or God forbid the Republican Party sees themselves as a replacement for religion, but the same precepts, the same principles, the same actions could be used and are similar enough that we should be learning from them. How do you grow a church? By investing in the people around you in your community. How do you grow your political affiliations, by investing in the people around you. But they have to see a value. They have to understand that it's beneficial to be involved. You can't go around allowing people to pretend that you hate them because they don't agree with you. You can't go around working with people and leave them with the idea that you're not interested because you might disagree about something. You know, the very same progressives that dominate many of the mainline churches they are always talking about sitting down having a cup of coffee discuss our differences how can we work this out what agreement can we come to and they do that for the left all day long and then they punch the right now i've talked about this briefly on monday we gotta quit punching the right we gotta work with the right now look there are plenty of good people that are to the right of me that they just need to be talked to. They need to be treated as an equal. They need to be shown that, well, I understand where you're coming from, but maybe that reaction isn't quite 100% on. I go with you there, but that's maybe a step too far. Or have you considered that you maybe this, this, or this, but we're also on that team. We want these people to engage and join us and help us. And then when we go address the people in the, the moderate middle, right, they're they're largely with us. They don't want the crazy lefty stuff, but when we treat them like garbage and the lefties are welcoming them in, what do you think's going to happen? How do you fix anything? If you're thinking about the future, we have to resist. We have to push back. I have zero desire to see the boot stomping on my face forever. When you're thinking about the future, you have to decide to invest in both your family and your community. You have to decide that right now, the things of right now are less important than the things of next week or next month or next year. And I know that's a major challenge because that's certainly not the society we were raised in. I mean, Gen X, we, we love our consumerism. We love being able to go to the store and pick something up right now, or even better yet, I can sit at home and order via Amazon and it shows up in my house without me having to do anything other than walk to the front door. That's all great and well and good. But when that story stops, when the show is over, then what are you going to do? If you don't impress upon your own children, the value of work, the value of investment, what do you think is going to happen? Somebody needs to be able to go out there and know how to work the city's plumbing. Somebody is going to need to be able to go to the power plant and operate it. Now, I know that they've got AI and robots that can do a lot of that stuff. Sure. But what do you do when those break? There's always going to be a human component. There's always going to be some effort. Now, hey, maybe, maybe we get to the point 10 years from now, well, we only have to do 15 or 30% of the work that we do now in order to maintain the same standard of living. Well, that's great. But there's always going to be somebody that just can't do it. There's going to always be the exceptions to the rules. But when we write our rules to accommodate and to reinforce and protect the exceptions to the rules we then alter the rules. They become null and void. What I'm suggesting to you is we need to respect those rules. We need to respect what works. We need to understand that there's a certain value to a man marrying a woman and having multiple children and investing and living in the same house, in the same community, and building up around them and being involved in their church or their other community organization of their choices beyond that. There's a value there that gets lost. Then if you're not willing to invest in that, you're not willing to do that, you shouldn't be surprised when the wheels start to fall off. If you can't maintain your society, your society will crumble. They talk about the thin veneer of society being only 3 days out, right? You you have no food for 3 days and that society's gone. Okay, say I agree with that. I actually can't find any fault with that thought process. But what are we going to do to make sure that we don't run out of food? If nobody knows how to grow it, nobody knows how to process it, nobody knows how to deliver it. These are all problems that are easily solved by being involved with the next generation. By being willing to do something to invest in long-term returns. But we don't do that. Why? Why are we so so short-sighted? Why are we so quick to check out or to push away or to not engage i'm here to tell you from where i sit if i'm still sitting in this uh lovely city of mckinney texas five years from now i will count my blessings i don't know the whys and the wherefores but i have my doubts i really do i mean look in my perfect world we push through a uh vote on Texas, right? I know it's not a Texas Tuesday. We're thinking about the future here. And while I'm on this topic, we push that through and we get our vote. And we we look forward to how can we succeed as an independent country? What do we need to do in order to make that happen? Now, that may happen in two to five years. But in that time period, there's going to be a whole lot of changes, a whole lot of maneuvering, a whole lot of uh, jogging for power. Mm -hmm. cities, uh, reconfiguring business, large businesses, leaving some joining military bases swapping out. I mean, there's a whole lot of changes that can happen. And this is just a probable possible future that I'm dreaming up in my head right now. That has nothing to do with the (laughs) economy that we're watching. I don't know what it's doing has nothing to do with the fact that we're picking Wars with two other nuclear powers has nothing to do with the fact that we're so overextended in so many ways that we can't possibly see a way forward from the national level. But I'm here to tell you at the local level, at the community level, and maybe even up to the state slash Texas uh, Republic level, we can affect a change. We can do something positive. So when you're thinking about the future and you're thinking about how do we get there, it starts right here, right now, recruiting bringing people in, finding people that are of similar enough mind that we can work together. And then we would need to engage those people and their children and our children and grandchildren and bring them in so that we can properly educate them so we can show them the big picture, so we can show them to value what they have and what they could have going forward. And as we do that, they will become activated, they will become invested, and they will take the appropriate steps to perpetuate the Republic of Texas or if you prefer these United States. But we can only do that if we start right here, right now, going out the back door. When you're thinking about the future, you have to be willing to take the first step. When you're planning for the future, you have to start with the first step. What's your first step? What are you going to do? And once you do that, Can you see two or three steps forward beyond that? Do you know where you want to go? Do you know how you want to get there? Well, I've got plenty of my own thoughts, and that's for me and my family. I don't know what's going to work for you. I don't know what's best for you or your community, but I can assure you that other people, they've already made their plans, and they're already moving against you. They're already moving against me, and those plans are going to conflict sooner or later. Because I have said many, many times, you may not care about politics, but politics cares about you. And it's not going to let you sit out. You can check out all you want until somebody finds out that you got something that they want. And guess what? Sometimes they come knocking. Sometimes they don't even bother to slow down and knock. Think about the future. Think about what you want, what you think is best for Texas, for Cowan County. Now, I fully realize this is not the nicest, most positive spin on things. But look, we are where we're at and we need to start acting like it. We need to realize there is a war going on for the future of these United States, for the Republic of Texas, and we need to do our part. We can't trust the leaders in D.C. Quite frankly, I have my doubts that we can trust anybody down in Austin. But if we do our part, if we keep stepping forward, doing the right thing, we can push back. We can hold back the tide. We can divert it. would probably be a more way, a more appropriate way to explain that. You can't stop the tide, but you can divert it. And that's what we need to do. We need to look at how do we divert things out of our way? How do we get better? I'm not quite sure what that looks like, but It's something worth investigating. Take the time out. Invest in your own self, in your own family, in your own community. And guess what? I'll be back and we'll talk about this and so much more every day going forward. And with that, I will see you on the other side.